0: Welcome to Where Brains Meet Beauty, hosted by Jody Katz, founder and creative director of Base Beauty Creative Agency. Hey everybody, it's Jody Katz, your host of Where Brains Meet Beauty podcast. Thanks so much for tuning in. This week's episode features Beatrice Dixon. She's the co-founder and CEO of The Honey Pot Company. And if you missed last week's episode, it featured the co-founders of Nala. It was Mila and Ada Urasovsky. Thanks for tuning in. Hey everybody, welcome back to the show. I'm so excited to be here with B Dixon. She's the CEO and co-founder of The Honeypot Company. Welcome to Where Brains Meet Beauty. Thank you for having me. So um, it's taken a long time for us to make this happen on the calendar. It seems like you've been pretty busy, B. Yeah. Um, so busy that I need to ask you now, what's for lunch? <laughs>
1: <laughs> I ordered sweet green. It's like one of those grain bowls, you know? With a bunch of veggies and yeah, stuff Yeah, it's in so good. It and some water and some spindrift. So
0: <laughs> um, for our listeners, um, B is very busy because I know that you've been traveling all over the country um, and, um, you know, are so busy that you're in that zone where you don't even have time to eat. I imagine you don't have time to pee also. Yeah. Um, so <laughs> let's talk about why. What's going on?
1: Uh, I, I think... Um, for some reason people want to listen to me and um and and there's just been a lot of a lot of opportunities for speaking a lot of um you know i've got personal things that i've been dealing with that um has not been easy so i've kind of been i'm not a person who does shit when i don't mean it and so like the last couple of weeks I've had to just take a moment (laughs) for myself because I don't want to try to pour from an empty cup because doing this type of work requires a lot of energy that people need, you know, and um, and that I give naturally. Right. And so if I don't have to give, uh, I'm not doing it, you know, Um, because that'll make you crazy. So there's a little bit of that. There's a little bit of a lot of speaking stuff. Um, there's obviously tons of work happening with Honeypot, a lot of changes. So it, it's, you know, it's just been a time. I'm grateful for it all, though. Don't make me wrong. Um, you know, but shit is just crazy right now, you know.
0: How do you um, fill up your tank, you know, when, you're, when your personal energy tank is running low? How do you fill it up?
1: I, um... Different ways. I spend time with people that I care about. Um, I <laughs> I relax and do nothing. Um, I try to turn my brain off. I listen to music. I work out. I cook. Um, even though I take a moment, I still have a lot going on, you know, so you know, I I just, I'm just in my life, um, you know. But it just depends. I mean, what whatever, whatever I naturally feel to do is what I do. I, I I don't have like a a certain ritual, you know. For me, meditation is in everything, right? Me just saying to you, look, I got to go pick my food up, bitch, because it's downstairs. That was real for me, right? Some people may have just let that go, but like I need to eat, <laughs> right? Like th- this is important, but it's not—it's not more important than me, right? And so I just try to do that, I guess. Uh,
0: I love that you say that because I think our industry in general, um, well, marketers in general too. Um, for uh, most of my career, I felt like people were um, either treated like or acting like robots. Mm-hmm. Right? Like um, completely unhuman, inhuman. Right. Right? Like just um, doing what they think is expected of them or doing um, – or being robotic with their team and not treating them as like real human beings who do need to pee and eat and breathe yeah. and stretch. And yeah. um, it's, I think, pretty awesome that I get to talk to a lot of people like you, be who just really strive every day to just be the best human they can be. Right
1: and and that that's that's the goal you know and and not and not, and not for any particular reason other than that's just what we want to be you know so i thank you for saying that i'm i'm grateful yeah it's kind of amazing now that um
0: You know, when I was in college, so I'm like 40, I'm 45. So I've been working for a long time. So when I was in college, I was like so excited for that, like to enter that robot force, you know, like I saw it on TV, (laughs) you know, I I wanted that. And then I got there. I'm like, oh my God, like what am I doing? (laughs) And I was like, I was such a jerk. I was snotty. I was entitled Mm because I'm like, you know, people aren't doing things the way I think they should be doing them. You know, I'm this 19 year old intern telling people who've been in the industry forever. Um, how to do their job. Mm-hmm. And I think I just like realize the humanness of who I am is not like is not allowed here. Mm-hmm. Right. I'm really not allowed to be human. I have to be this like networking corporate robot. Um and I'm grateful that I've been able to make a career of, you know, figuring out how to how to how to be me, yes. you know, um how to make money, be me, respect people around me. So I'm, I'm really grateful for that. Yeah. It's not easy, it's not- but I'm grateful for it.
1: Yeah, me too.
0: So um there's so much to talk about. I have like we have our conversation that we had a while ago and I highlighted so many things. Um but I want to start with my favorite um pandemic time period question, because usually I ask as a first question, like, how are you spending your day today? But most of us are, like, literally in our chairs, <laughs> like, all day. So right. um, it's not as as interesting a question. But um, my new favorite question is really about, like, who we saw ourselves as when we were kids. So, like, if you think back to when you were a little kid, I don't know, eight years old, 10 years old, um, and someone would ask you, what do you want to be when you grow up? What does what that answer?
1: I think I wanted to be a doctor. Why? Uh I always found joy in healing, you know. Even when I was a child. Did that um last with you long? Like were
0: you in high school thinking I'm gonna be a doctor?
1: Um actually when I was in high school I wanted to be in fashion. Um and and I was in the eleventh grade. I actually got um accepted to FIDM. My mom took me I I want to say we went to like San Diego. I, where is Disney Land at? In Anaheim. In Anaheim. Yeah, but but they they had a campus. They have a campus. Um, I don't remember exactly where the campus is, but I just remember we went and looked at the campus, and I went and like sat down and met with the counselors and the advisors and all those things, and I went through all the stuff, and I got accepted but then i saw how much money it was going to cost and and there was just no there was just no fucking way <laughs> it was like as much as going to medical school you know what i'm saying it was crazy so yeah
0: um when i was little i wanted to be an archaeologist
1: that's so cuties why what did and, you like about it
0: um you know, I had a first grade teacher who went on a trip to Egypt and when she came back, she like talked about it and showed us pictures, right? Yeah. Um, and like trinkets and I was just so amazed by the pyramids and the history and yeah. cl- different cultures and, um, the fact that we can like, you know, learn about people who are long, long gone, yeah. um, I was really into it. And so now I feel kind of like a, I don't know, like a marketing archeologist, <laughs> like I dig around for <laughs> stuff, you know, I, but uh, yeah, that was um, that was my like eight year old version of myself.
1: That's dope. I guess I'm a, a beauty healer in a way. Yeah,
0: you, know? I, you you definitely are. Well, which is a beautiful segue, B. Bea. Thank you for helping um, us move to the next part of the conversation. Because <laughs> um, I asked you on our call, you know, why why health and wellness, and you told me it chose me. Um, tell tell us what that means.
1: I mean, honestly. You know, I started my career in pharmacy. I did that for almost 10 years. I didn't want to do that anymore. So then I left that and went to work at Whole Foods. And when I worked at Whole Foods like that, it was like the, the, it was like the time for Whole It was like when Whole Foods was like Whole Foods, you know. And we learned a lot. We went on health immersions. I mean, I learned how to eat, how to feed myself working at Whole Foods right? Literally. Um, I went to the Dr. McDougal's, like a a kind of a food camp. And we we were there for like four or five days. And like, we learned how to eat and cook and how to put food together. Um, Different, you know, uh, different companies would come in and talk to us about what was going on in their products and why they made them and what ingredients they used, and what those were for. And so I I had already kind of gotten this love for what I was doing because I had kind of come out of the world of medicine and entered into this world of like natural medicine. And it was just such a beautiful segue. Um, and then around that same time is when everything happened with Honeypot, um, you know, when my vagina was acting up and... And and so me working as a pharmacy tech for 10 years and knowing how to do that and that teaching me how to make how to make things because you have to know the equations when you're, for example, when you're going to put when you're going to make an IV bag. Right. Me working at Whole Foods, you know, in order for me to be a really great salesperson, I worked in Whole Body, so I needed to understand how to talk to people about the herbs and what they should use and what supplements. And if something happened with their skin or their body or whatever, I needed to know how to help them with that. And then by the mother of of invention being necessity with what happened with honey pot, with, you know, just with my body having bacterial vaginosis as long as I did. And then with my grandmother coming to me to tell me how to fix it in the dream Everything that had happened had happened in order for me to understand what I needed to do. And so I just think that um, that's why it chose me.
0: So, Can you um, paint a picture of that dream because it's pretty compelling, um, right? So you're suffering with an, an infection you couldn't get rid of and um, what what came to you during that dream?
1: So, I, I mean, literally my, my grandmother in the dream she literally, me and her were just sitting down. and I had had bacterial vaginosis for almost a year. I was taking medicine. It was reoccurring, it wasn't constant, but it was almost every month. And it would go away and come back. And I was doing all kinds of remedies and on all kinds of Google forums and talking to all kinds of women and putting all kinds of things in my body just to get healing. And one morning my grandmother came to me in a dream And we were just sitting down at a round table talking and she hands me a piece of paper and it has a list of ingredients. And she told me that I needed to remember what was on that paper. So I'm trying to like have a conversation with her. But she's like, no, don't don't talk to me. I'm not going to be here long. You have to remember what's on the paper, you know. And so that's what I did. I just kept reading it. And when I woke up, I like woke up saying it. I was waking up like coconut oil, water, vinegar garlic like I was waking up saying these things and then literally I like within a couple I wrote everything down when I woke up from the dream within a couple of days I made it within a few days after that um everything that I was dealing with went away it's amazing
0: um it's also doubly incredible because you told me that you got never met your grandmother right she passed away when your mom was a kid yeah yeah so it's um what a beautiful way to connect with um your family through healing and your dreams so was this a um was this a topical remedy or was this something you were supposed to drink
1: no it was just it was a wash it was what our wash is now it was basically our normal feminine wash
0: um, it's so awesome. Um, I'm grateful that you shared that story with me because, um, I actually am someone who really trusts my dreams. I know some people ignore them or don't pay attention to them, but I, um, I, I, I get a lot of value yeah. out of them, even when there are those hard, scary ones that you wake up from, like, oh my God, like what just happened? Mm-hmm. Um, or the ones that feel like I've just filmed an action adventure movie, you right. know, in my head, right. like whatever the dream is, it's I know it's telling me something and I know it's my chance to listen. Right. Um, and most of the time it is for healing one way or another. Right. Um, right. I haven't had dreams to s- solve physical problems, but definitely dreams to help me with emotional ones. Um, and, it's scary, right, when you um, have such clarity in your dreams. It's a little overwhelming. Mm-hmm.
1: It can be because it's sometimes it's like, okay, now what, you know, um, especially in this instance because I just knew that I wanted to do it, but I didn't know what to do, you know.
0: Right. So, um, that's such a great topic to move on to, which is, um, like those taking the next steps. And, um, obviously you have tons of initiative, right? If you didn't have initiative, you never would have ground up the garlic and added right. the vinegar, or, you know, any of that. Um, you wouldn't have even paid attention to the dream, but you told me that, um, owning a business is a lifestyle. So, so what, what does that mean?
1: It, I mean, cause it's your life, you know, it's, it's like being healthy isn't um, isn't necessarily just eating vegetables all day, right? Like like you have to drink water, you gotta eat vegetables, you gotta walk, you gotta move, you gotta take your supplements, you gotta you gotta think healthy, you have to it's a whole thing. And business is the same thing. you don't you don't just wake up and now you're just doing business. You don't just start a website and now everybody comes, right? Like it's a process and it really can't be rushed. It's like driving across country, right? If I was driving from from New York, from where I am now to California, that shit's gonna take how long it takes. You understand what I'm saying? It's not like if you're going if you're going from Brooklyn to Manhattan if you if you push it on the gas, you might can get there ten minutes sooner, right? Um, but if you're driving from LA to Cal from California to New York, it's gonna take what? Well, if I don't know what that time is, but it's going to be hard to really get there in a really shorter amount of time, right? So it, it takes time and it takes effort and it takes um, thick skin and it takes love and it takes patience um, and, and you're going to mess up a lot and you just have to be willing to get back up and just keep moving. It takes listening. It takes not listening. It takes intuition. It ju- it takes on so many forms um, because you really have to be in it. You have to be paying attention, which goes back to what I was talking about earlier. Um, when I said that, you know. If I'm not if I'm not well or right, I have to stop. I have to just like take a break because. I never want to put bad energy into what I'm doing. And I never want to do things half ass. You understand what I'm saying? And, 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 and that's how business is, you know, it's just, sure, there's going to be days that you have to work and you just feel like you can't, but you have to push through, um, you know, but, but it requires a lot of you having your own company because you're literally, especially if you did it the way we did it, you're literally pulling something out of thin air and being like, voila, you know, shit's almost like a magic trick, man. It's, it's, it's crazy. And, and it's and it's hard, you know, it's, it's not easy.
0: You mentioned um, that you need a thick skin, which is something I really struggle with. I think my skin is, like, transparent. Like, sometimes I feel like it's, like, saran wrap. It's so thin. Um, I've been a friend of mine just said to me um, something recently that I wrote down. Q-tip, quit taking it personally. Um, mm-hmm. do, do you have any guidance for me on having a thick skin? Because, um... Yeah, it feels, it, because it's my business, it's, it feels so emotional, right? When a client's not happy, I'm in pain, right? And if they have a complaint, I'm in pain and I know that it's I'm letting it seep into my skin too much, right? It's, it's good to care, but um, how do I, I kind of wash it away um, and accept that that's just like part of, part of every day? Just
1: what you just said. Everything can't be good all the fucking time. It just can't, Uh, if everything were good all the time, you would have no respect for what can happen if shit goes bad, right? And so I'm not saying to remain neutral because that doesn't exist, but understand that there's so many things that are gonna be out of your control, right? And we can feel, I think that it's important to feel because at least you can feel, right? At least you give a fuck. You understand what I'm saying? So I don't think that you should, I think that you should not be so hard on yourself for caring, A. And B, I think you just have to understand that um, you're not in control of probably like 90% of the things that you think that you're in control of. You know what I mean? And so we almost have to die to trying to have so much control um, because (laughs) that shit will make you crazy, you know? I mean, don't make me wrong. With our companies, there's a lot that we're in control of, but you can't control what somebody thinks, how somebody feels, how somebody's going to react. You just can't control that because they could be having a bad day, right? They could be, they could hate their life. What are you going to do? As long as you're doing everything that you can to make a customer happy, that's all you can do, you know?
0: Right. I, I work hard to, I guess, keep my side of the street clean, right? To know, like, I, you know, I, I've approached a situation. I've offered a remedy, blah, 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 blah. Um, and then I think I need to, like, go do jumping jacks. You know, like, I need to, like, get
1: out of it, right? I mean, I mean, or... Or you, or you just have to feel it if that's what you choose, right? You really what you need to do is make a choice. Do you want to do you want to, to to be neurotic about it? Or do you want to execute, do the best that you can, give it all that you got and then get to the next thing? I think really you just have to make a choice. you know I, I can't tell you what to do because you have to do what you want to do. Right. Otherwise, you're never going to fucking do it. So for me, that's how I look at when I deal with things or when I have issues. You know, I just had a personal thing that happened and and it feels terrible still. But I know that I can't control. What am I going to do? Right. I had to make a decision. I could have let it go, but I had to make a decision. Right. And if I let it go, then it would have took another two or three years to get the shit done that I needed to get done. Fuck that. I need to get this shit done right now. Right. So what is that going to take? It's going to be hard. It's going to be uncomfortable. But I'm just going to have to deal with the repercussion of that because I don't want to be doing this shit for two or three years. You understand what I'm saying? So I think what we have to do is make a conscious choice of what do we want to do. Right. Right. Do you want to be sad all day? Do you want to be all in your head? Or do you want to fucking be in your head for an hour and then I need to go have a drink or I need to go listen to some music or I need to go do some jumping jacks? It depends on what you truly want. And that's what you should do, I think.
0: Yeah. Um. I mean, sometimes um, I just want to go in that hole and have a tam- temper tantrum um, and sometimes I do that for like 10 minutes. I'm like, I don't want to do this anymore. I'm ready to move on. Right. So I guess it's like each, each situation is a little different. Um, and maybe, you know, what I'm hearing is like, I just need to give myself a break. Right. So if, if it's the temper tantrum that I need in that moment, fine. If it's not fine. Right. And, um, mm-hmm. like, why am I judging right. myself for like the, the, the way I have these feelings?
1: Yeah. Mm-hmm. Give, give yourself grace. Give yourself grace. Cause this shit is hard sister. If, if. If this shit was easy, everybody would be doing it, right? We are a little bit crazy for doing the shit that we've decided to do. We put this on ourselves, right? Nobody said, nobody put a gun up to our head and said, hey, you should start a business.
0: And it, yeah, in so many ways, B. I I feel like um, on those really bad days, actually the other day, um, I was like, ugh you know, complains, 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 maybe I should be a mail carrier because they literally walk from house to house, like almost see nobody, <laughs> right? Because nobody's around. They put the mail in the mailbox and yeah. then they get all this outdoor fresh air exercise and then they get back in the little truck and yeah. they call it a day. Yeah. And there was something so appealing to me about that. Um and usually my like go-to job when I have bad days is like uh, almost like once a quarter, I wanted to have the job at Penn Station for the person who calls the tracks, like track <laughs> like track five for the Montclair-Booten <laughs> branch because it just, it's just like the same thing every day, right? And that is so polar opposite yeah. to my life, which it's is like consistent. every day is consistently who knows, right? It's like you know, big, big highs, deep lows, a lot of things in between. And, um, but yeah, this is like my calling. What I I could not do the same thing every day. I just couldn't. My body would freak out. My brain would be sad. I would be depressed.
1: It just wouldn't work.
0: Um, and I actually think of myself as like unemployable. Like I could never get a
1: job. Me too. I was terrible. Like when I worked for Whole Foods, I was a really, really excellent salesperson, but I was terrible about getting there on time. You, you understand what I'm saying? Like, and, my, and Nina was so dope because she didn't even really give me a lot of shit for it after a certain amount of time. She was just like, you know what? You're good, so. <laughs> but I, I'm just saying, absolutely, most, most definitely, now more than ever, am I unemployable? <sighs>
0: Um, yeah. Like if I stopped this company, I would just have to start another one because I would not be like, um, I would not be a very good, um, uh, person to have a boss, like having a boss with their own mishigas and their own politics would just like, I would, I would, I think I'd break out in the hives, you know? (laughs) Um, so you know, the last thing I want to talk about, because time has flown by, I don't know how that happened. Um, I'm like looking at the clock, like had it had a 25 minutes just go by. Um, you said to me, Nobody is perfect. What is the point of killing myself for an illusion? Um, and I love that we talked about perfection on our first call because I feel like I'm a recovering perfectionist. Um, every day I work hard at that recovery. Um did you ever suffer from perfectionism? Is that something you had to unravel, or like were you born somebody who's just able to accept that like life is a roller coaster
1: no i i I've suffered with perfectionism. Um, I was just so unhappy though, you know, and it it just perfection just does not exist. It's like it's like control like it it it's both of them are illusions, you know, and so I just, my mommy told me that I was going to die one day <laughs> and then my brother introduced me to stoicism and one of the two, two tenets of stoicism, one is understand what you can control and what you can't, two, uh, you're absolutely going to fucking die, Right. So I just got tired of trying to be perfect and I got focused on just being. I love it. You know. That's
0: so helpful. It really is because um like I now we're gonna get really deep. I started to um think about death in a new way, which is like there's a beginning and an end, and like I get to choose that how I spend my time in between, right? Um mm-hmm. and don't I wanna make those moments really something that I'm excited for proud of right whether it is um you know my, my health my wellness my family adventure whatever it is learning I learn every day um but that's yeah. that's what I get to, I get to make yeah. those choices I'm grateful I get to make the choices of how I spend my time but I want to I want to make those moments matter to me not to anybody else but to me
1: absolutely Exactly. Cuz what I mean, it wouldn't matter to anybody else cuz it's right, your but moment. But I don't think that you know?
0: I grew up around people I, I think like like when I grew up there was just these pressures, these external pressures of what's expected, right? right. So um it right. was wasn't until I was like 30 where I'm like, no, wait, wait, what about what I want, right? Um I started to understand hey. that. Hey. So uh, um yeah, I'm I'm really focused on that. Every day is a lot of learning and I think my number one job besides Running the podcast, running the agency, being a mom, being a wife, being a friend is like working on myself. Like that's where I spend the most amount of time, mm-hmm, working yeah. on like what's in here and Me in too. here. Um, B, this is so amazing. I'm so grateful. I think I feel like we could talk for days, but you know, you do have your lunch waiting for you, so I want you to be able to eat today. Um, so thank you so much for your wisdom and for our listeners. I hope you enjoyed this interview with B. Please subscribe to our series on iTunes, and for updates about the show, follow us on Instagram at Where Brains Meet Beauty Podcast